Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. All right, Jen. So I want to talk about is Charles getting hotter? <laughs> Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, guess what? Um, what? I saw a whale. You saw a whale? Oh god. I saw a whale. Okay. So we're yeah. going to have to talk about this. Yes, guys. I'm back from my very short trip to Cape Cod. First time ever going. Was it very short? Because I feel like it went on forever. Because mom was calling me. She's at your house. She's so talking mom, about how much she hates your dog, Lafayette Beetle. My mom stayed with my kids and my dogs. And boy, do I owe her like a gift of some kind. I did bring her back homemade chocolate truffles. From That is not enough. Store. Just to live with that dog. I feel like it's that not enough. That is not enough. <laughs> um... We had a really good time. We saw a whale. And so I wanted to ask you if you think this is weird. I'm on the whale watching boat, right? Mm-hmm. And we went out of Barnstable. So it's like the mid-cape up to Cape Cod Bay. And there's a volunteer on the boat. A volunteer? A this, is, this is volunteer. a paid trip? A volunteer. You have to pay to get on this boat, correct? Yes. She's an old lady and she does nothing. Oh, she did yell at a kid. Oh, wait, can you volunteer to yell at kids? <laughs> okay, well, I guess, Jenny, I guess. Um, Timmy and I really, we didn't bring our kids, guys. We rarely do bring them on vacation. We realized why. <laughs> there was a family with three kids and an infant on the boat next to us. Why and you bring infant, an infant whale watching? The infant screamed and cried the whole time. Yeah. Of course. Um, but, you know, some families have to, and that's fine. No shade. Whatever. But this family did not have to because they also had the grandparents along. Oh, boy. Oh, so it was like a whole family trip, though. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. What else? Like, if the whole family's coming on this trip, where are you going to leave the infant? Yeah. So, Jenny, as you can imagine, I befriended the volunteer. Okay. And knew her whole life story. Well, okay, so Before she just volunteers on this boat? Did you ever yeah. ask the question? She, she said she's retired. And after her husband died, she just likes to be out on the water every day. So she comes out on the water and she said she just keeps an eye on things. She what? just keeps an eye on things what? and has a free whale watching boat every day. I mean, I guess you could look at it as like if she does a couple things, 
She should probably be an employee. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> so you can't really charge her. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we can set up mom with this kind of deal. Yeah, it was Going a on a little, whale watching boat every day? It was a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. But I saw a lot of lighthouses. I ate, oh my God, the most magnificent lobster roll I, I know. I saw the I saw the 400 pictures of it on, oh, on Instagram. Oh, God. I don't know if I will ever have a lobster roll that good again. I have to get was to it, Maine to find out. Was it the New England type or the Maine? It was the Maine type with the mayonnaise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever have was, New England style? The I don't Connecticut know. Style? I've only had one style. The Connecticut style is hot with butter. No. Oh, that is so good. You don't see them a lot. Okay. It's so good. Okay. The buttered and, like hot dog bun and then the, the, the lobster is hot with butter on it. Okay. That sounds good. It's fucking delicious. Jenny, then we also, I was on a whale high and we got our wedding bands tattooed on our hands. saw that. saw that. That is literally the last tattoo I would ever get in my mm-hmm. entire life. I'm going to hold you now and force you to get a fake wedding band tattooed on your hand. Okay. Also, real quick, I saw the JFK Memorial. Um, mm. And I saw the Kennedy compound in Hyannisport. When we were oh, that, was, that was exciting. That was, was mom so, jealous? I was so excited. Was mom jealous? I don't know if mom was jealous, but I have to give Timmy some props here. He was super patient with me on this trip. Like, all the nerdy shit that I wanted to do. And, you know, I was happy about that because I was nerding out over this Kennedy stuff. You know how much mom likes to go on vacation with you? I know she does, Jen. But somebody has to stay here with Lafayette Beetle. I tried to get her to go to Cuba with me. She won't go. She's like, is Amy going to come? (laughs) What nope. do you think is going to happen? Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Jen, uh, real quick, I just want to shout out, we have some new reviews. Uh, guys, we thank you so much for leaving reviews. I know that not everybody can, you know, afford to join our Patreon. If you can, fantastic. We appreciate you. Thank you. But if you can't, that's fine. A five-star review or a share on social media goes a really long way to help us pick up some listeners. So, um, J-Lock, one, two, three. So is that a warlock named Jennifer? Must be. Um, Five stars. Thank you very much, (laughs) J-Lock. I'm going to go by J-Lock anymore. (laughs) And Pepsi Mama 3. Thank you both so much. We really appreciate it. We hope you're in the Mimi Bees. And, you know, let us know if you're enjoying the Mimi Bees. Because it's real awesome in there. Yeah. Real awesome. pretty awesome. So, Jenny, we are finishing today Little House on the Prairie, Season 5, Episode 6. We're finishing this two-part series. This is No Place Like Home, Part 2. The description reads, The Ingalls, Garveys, Olsons, and Albert get back to Walnut Grove to find it run down and in shabby condition. Lars Hansen, who found it Walnut Grove over 50 years ago, has suffered a stroke and is much like the town on its last leg. The Ingalls and the Garveys go to the farms around town to let everybody know their plan to restore the town to its former glory. Finally, we have a description that is correct. Yes. And I'm glad that we two-parted this because this was an hour and this 20 was minutes. A, I, I have in my notes somewhere, like, how long is this? Because it was just going on and on. It and went on. on too long. Yeah. Um, I could have cut 25 minutes out of this easily. We could have cut 25 minutes from the do-it-yourself montages. Yes. A hundred percent. Yep. All right, Jen. So I want to talk about, is Charles getting hotter? Okay. Like I want to talk about this for a minute. Before we get on that, you know what I noticed? 
What? There is a rating on this. Ooh. Did you see it? No. Rated 13 plus. Now, I don't know if that's the whole series or this episode. Probably the whole series. For drug use and violence. Ooh. Wow. There is violence. And there was drug use. Jenny, I want to talk about Charles because I had to look up what year this aired in. This aired in 78, so he's four years yes. older than the hot pilot. Okay. And, and what I mean by the hot pilot is not a pilot person, but the pilot of the show where he was super hot. Oh, you mean Buck Rogers, the hot pilot? <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm telling you right now, I like I don't know what's happening, but he is very hot in this episode. Uh, no, he's Mimi's, not. Come at me if you agree with me that Michael Landon got hotter and hotter and then hit a, like, dead stop in 1979. All he does is, like, cry and hug people in every episode. I'm okay with that. All right, Jen, so it's the day after the big fireworks fire, and the whole town has a hangover. Nels has a hangover. Nels has a hangover. And can we discuss that it's 6 a.m. and they're all up and dressed and ready to go and having a full... Like 10 course breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. What time does it get light out there in the summertime? (laughs) And the whole town is bustling. And it's not even six. There's some guy playing the harmonica. I would beat him into a bloody stoop. Yeah, me too. They're cleaning out a relatively unscathed saloon, which doesn't really match what happened. Shouldn't it be completely burned (laughs) down? How is that not burned down? It's made of wood. I don't know. And the roulette wheel is in the middle of the road. Carolyn's making breakfast for the Garveys, her own family, and for Nels. Laura asks Nels how much money he won last night, and he said he doesn't know because Harriet counted it, hid it, and now she's gone shopping and spending it. She woke the hat store, or the clothing store woman up at 5 a.m. Jenny? I would be like, no, I'm sorry. I don't care how much money you have. What if somebody called and was like, I want to come to Sears Hardware Department at 5 a.m.? I would be like, how much can I pay you to make that not happen? <laughs> Real quick, I just want to plug Scott Sice. Is that his name? Who does the TikToks of Ikea? The Ikea retail. Oh my God, I love him. On TikTok. He's he my is hero. the best. He's he is the hero. best. I will put it in the Mimi Beast, guys. If you've ever worked retail, <laughs> this is the TikTok for you. <laughs> the customer's always right. Then the music. The music is so great. So good. All right. So they all talk about how much they miss Walnut Grove, and Carolyn's like, it's almost six. We better get going. Jesus. It would still be dark out. Yeah. I'm not buying any of this. It's never dark out there. It's never It could be like, they eat dinner, and then like four hours later, then it's dark. It's like, what? Okay. So then we have this weird dishwashing scene, and Charles is all mopey, and it's because Albert hasn't shown up to say goodbye. Well, instead of just saying, like, where's Albert? I wish he'd come by to say goodbye. Carolyn has to drag it out of him. Like, why why does she have to sit there and guess 400 things? She's like, are you worried about Mary? Mary will be okay. I know. So then we see Charles approaching Albert's down under the staircase. Albert the bastard lives down under the stairs, guys. (laughs) And some dude is setting the mood with a harmonica. (sighs) Albert is sleeping, giving Charles the cold shoulder, and Charles leaves. Back at the restaurant, Carolyn is waiting for Mary to come over and say goodbye. And Laura is once again carrying baby Grace. I guess she's her mother now. Yeah, pretty pretty much she is. Mm -hmm. 
So then again, Charles and Carolyn talk again. Like, this is so stupid. Why didn't they just have the conversation the first time about well, him and why, Albert? Why doesn't he just say what he wants and I, what's wrong? Because he doesn't think it's fair to the women folk. And Carolyn goes all oh, women's lip She on goes him. crazy. I love it. And she's it. like, look, motherfucker, don't blame the women folk. We can handle our shit. If you don't think you can handle this, that's up to you. And he's like, okay, okay. He gets permission. He goes and he asks Albert to come back. At Albert's, we see he's been crying. And this actor sounds like I've sound for the last two weeks. He is yeah. so nasally congested the whole episode. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So Charles tells him, blow your nose and listen to me. Wow. And then he tells Albert, like, I need you to come and help me rebuild Walnut Grove. Like, it's all a, my family. All my family is country folk or women folk. Women folk. I and live amongst. Folk, but I live folk. amongst the women, <laughs> and I need help. And I'm thinking to myself, like, Albert's not exactly a farmhand. He's a city kid. He's like, a forty pound city kid. Like, like what's he gonna do? You're not selling this, dude. Okay. So Albert's like, okay, I'll go, but don't and count on me. And I was jealous because it took him five minutes to move. It did take him five minutes to move. He's like, I'll go, but don't count on me staying forever. And I wrote, Albert reluctantly agrees to leave his under the stairs home to go live in a warm, secure home where he'll get to eat Carolyn's cooking. Yeah, that, it's all about Carolyn's cooking. Yeah. yeah. Okay, back at the store, Mary and Adam show up with the kids from the blind school. Jen, how long have the Ingalls been in Winoka? So we missed some episodes, don't forget. Mm-hmm. So like we did miss the building of some of these relationships. But later on in this episode, they say they were gone for a month. And the seasons hasn't changed, haven't changed. Not that they do that correctly anyway. Okay. But you figure it's a few months. It's not. Okay. It's not so they've long. been gone for a month. Okay. Oh, not um, a month. A couple months probably. I'm going to speak to this. In a few minutes. We know what problems and challenges they have with timelines. Okay. All right. So in a weird move, the blind kids start (laughs) singing a song about a horseshoe. And they present Charles with the horseshoe. And I wrote, Mary's trying to sing. And the only thing worse than her acting is her singing voice. And Mary and Laura say goodbye. And and I wrote, can we just be done with Mary now? Can we just be done with her? Are there no baritones in this town? Or even tenors? (laughs) I don't know. All right. Next, we see the gang come across their homestead, and they're all smiling and crying, and they get in the house, and Albert and Laura are looking around, and it's full of cobwebs. Now, this is believable. As somebody who lives in the country, cobwebs form in literally five minutes in my house. I had a question about the ride home, though. Okay. How the hell did Reverse Lafayette Beetle stay sparkling white? In this town, and then on that whole ride home, I don't buy it for a second. That dog is super clean. I would like to acknowledge that you've paid him a compliment by calling him sparkling white. He was sparkling white. Like, Jack looked like a dirty mop all the time. Like, what? Yeah. How's this dog staying so white? He did. So, Laura, did you get this? Laura's shown Albert the pump, and she says it's broken, and Paul says it just needs to be primed. Prime the pump. Hold on. I have an index card. On what? On cobwebs. <laughs> no. No. Cobwebs I do because... they are going to be growing on our audience as they have to listen to your stupid What is this card? bullshit? Can that many cobwebs form this quickly? 
Like okay. they were gone a couple months. Like I go for a couple weeks, I don't come back, and there's cobwebs all over my house. I know. What? Like has this ever happened to you in your entire life? Yes, I just said cobwebs form very quickly here in the country. Okay, but you saw what their house looked like. Like oh, it yeah. looked it like looked a like, fucking Tim Burton movie. It looked like um, Old Man Pike's place, which had been yes, locked up for which twenty would, years. That is exactly my point. That place yeah. was locked up for twenty years and had the same amount of cobwebs. These guys yes. were gone for a couple of months. Yes. Consistency, people. So my my sorry, back to my index card. So cobwebs are not the same as spider webs. Cobwebs are spun by a specific family of spiders. They're they're called pterodactyl. I don't know how to say that. AKA house spiders. This family has over 200 species. Black widows are included. So if you got cobwebs, you got black widows. That's what that means. <laughs> Not necessarily. Um, <laughs> unlike most spider webs, cobwebs are sticky and messy. Like they're very irregular. So like spider webs are more regular structures like an orb or a funnel. You know, the, mm-hmm. the classic. Mm-hmm. Cobwebs are just, I guess, lazy ass spiders. I don't know. They just like, like throw them together. Why are they inside? Spiders usually build inside by accident. They are nocturnal, and they primarily use their sense of touch, not sight, to locate their locations for their cobwebs. And corners of buildings are a perfect structure to build cobwebs on. Okay. So they wander inside through a gap, through a giant open hole in the the wall, and uh, they're a perfect place to build them. Spiderwebs will last for years if undisturbed. They're quite durable. Oh, okay. And sometimes you can't even see cobwebs till they have dust and shit on them. So the cobwebs was weird. Um, they do grow quicker, I think, in dirty areas, dusty Dur- areas. Yeah, well, you see them faster. Yeah, but I want—I take issue with the town when they're coming yes. through the town. Okay, but- so this is what I compare this to. So we have. Like I said before, we live on like a lot of acreage and we have a trail that goes around the mountain that we live near. And it is a trail that was traversed often, almost every day, very busy. So it was worn down dirt, a dirt Mm -hmm. trail. Well, when my father-in-law got sick and he was undergoing chemo, he did not drive down there for probably five months. Okay. That did not look as bad as the town. Like, I went down yeah, there. There that were like a forest kind of growing back, but it yeah. was not bad. And now that the was town, five months. The town looks like it's been abandoned for like four years. Yes. Yep. I agree. Okay. All right, Jen. So next we get a montage of the Ingles cleaning up their house and Pa's cleaning the fields and the women folk are cleaning the house. Yep. All except Carrie, who's not helping at all. The funny scene, though, is when Carolyn's like, well, we just got to clean it up. And, like, Charles is like, do you hear the silence? And I'm like, all I can hear is Carolyn screaming on the inside because her house is so dirty. Because, like, you know her. She's probably like. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And then, Jen, the greatest scene, Carrie goes in the outhouse and it tips over. Yeah. Did you love it? Were you living for that? I don't even understand what that scene was for. I don't either. I don't care. But it was great. And you also have Albert just like weeding things and you have to wonder what he's thinking like he must be so bored like no one has like shot at him or robbed him in like hours we see charles hang the horseshoe up Mm -hmm. 
And Carolyn puts the porcelain doll the on the porcelain doll. And porcelain can I just discuss, doll. did they do this all in one day? This Probably. would have taken me nine weeks. This Probably. would have taken me nine weeks. It would have taken me six weeks, seven if my AirPods weren't charged and I didn't have a, a podcast going in my ears. And there's so, definitely some of this stuff I never would have been able to do, like climb up that ladder and clean that window. No. I would not do it. I would be scared I'd fall. All right. So, Pa Jen has also remodeled the loft, and Laura and Albert's beds are now split up. Did he remodel it? He hung a curtain. Well, he... Didn't Laura and Mary have a double bed? Now, Laura has a single bed. And Albert has oh, a Laura bed. Laura has the same bed, I think. Laura has the same bed. Oh, okay. And Albert has a bed right at the top of the stairs. So he's moved yeah. from under the stairs to on top of the stairs. To the top of the stairs. Oh, mm-hmm. He's moving on up. And then he's got a curtain that is useless, but it's there. Well, the curtain's there so he can't see Laura change, I guess. But right. then does he go in there when but, he has to? Right. His head sticks way out of the curtain when he's Whatever. sleeping. So, okay. All this right. is, and then they're just fighting because Laura just needs somebody as a foil. Like, she just needs to fight with somebody all the time. Well, and then they make Laura snore for some comic relief. And I demand that Melissa Gilbert's name be cleared here. What do you mean? Why it's are a they painting She's her acting. as a snoring? She's acting. She's acting. I don't like it. I don't assume Melissa Gilbert snores. Okay. <laughs> She's an actor. Let think, me tell you. You don't think she was really sleeping? And let me tell you... <laughs> Albert, I feel seen. Because I'm a light sleeper, and there's always a motherfucker snoring. Like, whenever you have to share space with people, there's always a motherfucker Guys, when snoring. I go to Jenny's house, I always sleep in her bed with her. She hates my guts. But I'm not doing that anymore, because I never sleep, because you just hit me and punch me all night. <laughs> well, instead of having mom sleep in my bed, who sleeps like a corpse and who makes no sound. snores like a, a banshee. That must be a new thing, because she never used to snore. A bandsaw. A banshee. That she must snores. be her thing because no, she used to not snore. She snores. Oh, okay, whatever. I'm gonna so, have to soundproof all of the walls of that other bedroom that I have now. <laughs> so the next day, Charles heads over to Garvey's gen and picks him up, and he's trying to escape housework, and he jumps right in that wagon. Well, did you notice? I guess all the roads are gone. Yeah, like yeah, there's trash through fields across the field. Yep. They get to town and there's literally nothing happening. Everything's covered in cobwebs. The church is covered in like two inches of dust. Nels comes in and tells them that Lars Hansen has had a stroke and is sick and is being watched by Doc Baker. I love how everyone just decided to skip church for Well, here's my thing. They're surprised, but I don't know why because they left because everybody was leaving. I have a huge problem with this whole premise. Because they all come back and Garvey's like, I got a bunch of fish we could eat for weeks. Like, why? They're not going to starve. They can fish. You can eat fish all the time. You can hunt. You can hunt. Mm -hmm. You could gather Mm -hmm. berries, mushrooms. I mean, that's what they did. They didn't. They don't need crops. I mean, the crops are not to feed them. The crops are to sell and to make money. Yep. So like, they'll be able to eat, and like, nothing has changed with the railroad, or at least no one has said anything about it. So why couldn't they just do this from the beginning? I think Charles wanted to go with Mary. So then the whole town breaks yeah, that down? that doesn't explain Fell, it. just falls apart because Mary Charles, went blind? When Charles leaves, forget it. It's done. Like, it doesn't make any sense. They I all come know. back to the same situation and somehow make it work. And they're okay. all shocked. Yes. Okay. So Charles and Garvey head over to see Doc Baker. And Jen, he's... He's all unbuttoned and clearly on the other side of some episode. <laughs> 
He's still wearing a vest and a button-up shirt. But it's all cool. unbuttoned. He's disheveled. Yeah. So you see Hanson and Doc. Do you agree Doc is giving you like a Sammy Davis Jr. vibe? Like no. he's all unbuttoned. Nope. He's got like a scotch. No. He's like, you, what's up, guys? Would you say that? <laughs> how far apart in age do you think Hanson and Doc are? Six months? <laughs> nope. How far apart? 20 years. What? <laughs> what? No. Yep. Wow. So I'm going to say Lars looks good for his age. Lars looks good for his age. he's got to be 100. And Doc does not. Does not. We talked about how old he is before. You know how old he is. He's like 50? He's 49 in this episode. That's a hard 49. Wow. And Hanson's 69. Hanson looks good for 69. He does. He does. All right. So Charles and Garvey want to see Hanson. So Doc brings them up and doesn't doesn't even knock. Nope, walks right in. Nope, walks right in. <laughs> I was freaking out about that, too. And I wrote, Hanson's looking rough, and he's, like, all dystopian. Like, why does life even matter? And clearly, he's on the other side of a some episode. Yeah, too. something has been going on in Walnut Grove while we were gone. <laughs> so, Jen, then Garvey... Can we and- see those? Can you write the lost episodes of Walnut Grove? <laughs> so, Garvey and Charles are reeling from this, and Garvey's having a mini breakdown. He goes out, and he's having a breakdown over this. Well, and you know what I notice when they're outside... What? The proportions of this house on the outside to what the inside is is not correct either. There's a couple houses like that. <laughs> like it's like this whole like weird rabbit yep. rabbit hole when you go inside. So later that day, Jen, the families, the Ingles and Garveys are having dinner on Garvey's porch and they're like so happy they can have dinner outside. Okay. Can we discuss that it's it's like they have sidewalk dining like they're all yes, out it's, it's like a little restaurant and then grace starts crying right in the middle of the blessing that jonathan's giving and it's a real cry from the actress and okay carolyn doesn't even react because guess who's on duty guess who's got her laura oh right oh grace keep thinking Alice is Grace. No, little Grace. Grace. Yeah. Starts... Did you see the meltdown she had? Yes. So That then, was so great. Then they pan in on her and she's like falling asleep in a high chair and we see this whole thing. And in the background, they're talking about Charles has an idea to open the mill for flour. Alice announces she'll be the teacher. You're right, Jenny. They had all these tools to begin with. And Grace is like dozing off. I'm like, she's like my friends after like a couple bottles of rosé. Like yeah, she's just like dozing off in the sunshine. It was bad. Okay. Cut to Laura and Albert running from homestead to homestead, telling people about the school opening back up in the mill. Like they've decided that everybody has to meet in town on Thursday at 9 a.m. If they want to help. And can we clean discuss the town. that they have the right people on this job? They do. Laura and, yeah. and Albert are all over yep. this. Charles is telling people too, but he's smart and rides around in the wagon. Charles has the unfortunate experience of encountering Miles and Sarah, some randos who just stare out a window and are real downers. <laughs> well, I guess she had to sell her furniture, her store-bought furniture. Yeah. And, it's like, it's not the art town is, like, I guess that's part of it, but did it, is he implying that it aged her, like, a hundred years? Yes. And that she's okay. had some kind of episode and is just staring out the window now, mute. Okay. All right. Okay. 
They kicked Charles out, and I wrote, they didn't need this scene. It was a whole ten minutes. We didn't need it. There's so. some clear trauma in the town, I think is what they're trying to tell we us. We get it. That night, Caroline's, Carolyn is tucking Laura in, and she's all like, why is no one helping us? They're all depressed. Then we get more Laura snoring. Ugh. In the drama barn, Jen, we're back in the drama barn. Which, by the way, we had a drama barn painting winner, Vicky. Vicky, let yeah. us know if you get the painting. I sent it out. You, UPS, not using the postal service since, you know, I got screwed on some sweatshirts a couple days ago. <laughs> so, um, and we are selling the print now in our store. So if you guys yes. want to buy it. Yep. All right. So we're back in the drama barn and Charles is getting super depressed. He's like, everyone is bitter. They blame the railroads, the Grange, God. No one gives a shit what's happening. Like, everybody is getting well, real down. That's because you all pieced out. They like, did you guys out. all left. They all like, of course these the guys are like, fuck off back. when they come back around. Yep, yep. Doc Baker then heads into Hanson's room and starts berating him for not doing his exercises. And Lars, uh, Lars, why would I call him Lars? Hanson says Charles is a dreamer and won't get the town back. And Doc is like, weren't you a dreamer when you came here 50 years ago? And Hanson's like, just let me die, dude. Just let me Hansen die. Hanson was like, I was 19. I have an excuse. Charles should know better. I want to say something about Hanson. He's a good actor. Yeah, he is. Because, yep. like, his face seemed partially uh, droopy from the stroke. Yeah. And I was trying to do that with my own face while I was oh, watching God. it to see if oh, I could do that. Like, boy. just to keep one eye closed and have the other one open and, like, act that way is very difficult. This guy so, did a great job. So you would say you're not a good actor? Oh, I'm a terrible actor. All right, it's Thursday morning, Jen, and the Ingalls and Garvey's family are waiting on the church steps. It's almost nine. No one It's has almost nine. These yet. people get up so early. <sighs> Then all of a sudden, Jen, there's the sound of the wagon, and it's Miles. And he's like, Miles. my he's like my mute wife Sarah suddenly started. And who cleaning. are the two? Who are the weird like Diane Arbus twins? That yeah, were in the there's, back. there's weirdo twins in the back. So then we have a montage of everyone cleaning up the. Town. Another another do-it-yourself montage. Even Doc Baker is out in the blazing sun in his three-piece suit with the sickle. They all have these little hand sickles now. And they're like I, cropping the wheat, chopping do, the wheat. Should I put together a montage of me like getting ready to move and packing, cleaning my stuff? You should. 100%. And then I'll be sitting on the couch for like an hour playing with my iPad. And then like, then we see you playing WoW for like 25 minutes. <laughs> all right. So Charles gets the mill running and everybody's happy. And later everyone's sitting on the steps of Olson's and Nellie is serving them water. Can we discuss, though, how Charles yells, the mill is running, and Doc is like, praise be. Praise be. I had, like, a Handmaid's Tale reaction yeah, to that. Um, and then, yeah, that's the after party. I call that the after party, where Nellie and Nelly Willie are giving them water. <laughs> <laughs> Nels arrives back from Sleepy Eye, and he has the seed. He has some seed for everybody. Nels tells them he So now saw... suddenly there's wagons full of seed. This is what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like, what, what has changed? He got it from Sleepy Eye. Okay. So he tells them that he saw Rev Alden, and guess what, Jen? He has been persuaded to return. And everyone's like, yeah, church. <sighs> so the kids... Now tell me if this would ever happen in Gen X childhood. The kids learn school's going to be up and running again, and they run excitedly to clean up the school and get it ready. 
I thought they were doing that for church. Yeah, but they for school too. No. No. I mean, last episode or one episode, I don't know, whenever it was, they were wishing death on like their teacher's kid. <laughs> right. Um, Mrs. Um, to... Miss Beetle's baby. Beetle. Mm-hmm. Beetle. Jen... Baby Beetle. So then Nels tells Nellie and Willie, get to work. You two get to work. He and they're crazy. like crazy. There's a whole new Nels. <laughs> they're like, mom says, mother says that we should stay in from the heat. And he like freaks out on them. And then that he's like, I don't give a fuck what your mother says. And Harry comes, I'm going to, I'm going to like trash it up a little bit. Okay. Harry comes out and she's like, what are you talking about that? You think you're, you know, I, I, you don't care what I say. How dare you, you motherfucker. And Nels is like, listen, <laughs> bitch, I don't give a fuck what you say. I think his drinking and gambling. Did that binge, not really like, happen? I think his drinking and gambling binge really changed things for Nels. So. Harriet's, he's like, shut up, Harriet, shut your fucking mouth. And Harriet's like, how dare you tell me to shut my mouth? All right, and then he pulls out a sickle. Then he pulls out a sickle. Then she's like, she gets right in his face. And she's like, yep. how dare you tell me to shut up? And he's like, yeah, you want to go? And he pulls out a sickle. Pulls out a sickle, a little hand sickle. Yep. He's like, now I have a sickle, bitch. Yeah. So, so come at me. Come at me. Okay. And he literally shakes it in her face. Okay. Hey, guys, All right. Can we be done with the scene? Guys, obviously I'm exaggerating, but Nels was high on something there. Was I, I think he in his I think, blood. I think he has new like deep powers from his gambling episode and his quitting his job episode. Like, yes, I'm exaggerating, but Jenny can attest, not that much. Not exaggerating no, not much. much. He threatened her with a sickle. He did threaten her with a sickle. Jesus yep. Christ. Okay. So I put Nels is all high on his rage and just randomly started screaming. Next, we see Hanson, and he's on the ground. He has fallen out of bed. Yeah, not good. Okay. Later, Carolyn is so excited for church that she can't sleep. She's up right (sighs) reading the Bible. I can't. I can't. Giddy for church. Can't sleep. Nope. (laughs) Just let that phrase phrase wash over you. I'm going to let it. I'm going to assume she's very excited about seeing her friends that she hasn't seen in a long time. That's a good idea. Okay. Albert comes down and says he's going to sleep in the barn because of Laura sleeping and he calls her, or snoring, and he calls her Laura the locomotive. The locomotive? Yeah, that's what he called her. Oh, like a train. Like whatever, Albert the Bastard. Albert the Bastard's a better name than Laura the locomotive. The next day we see the church bell ringing and Hanson begins to stir. Hmm. He gets out of that bed. That church bell rang for four hours. 75 times. Can we discuss the Jonathan praying scene? I fast-forwarded it. That writing was horrible. I fast-forwarded it. Horribly written, horribly acted. You have to summarize these and you're fast-forwarding. I just wrote things. Jonathan prays. What if something important happened? What would happen? God answered? I what don't if know. God was I'm... like... Hey, what if there was important? I'm what here. If, what do you need? <laughs> what if there was an important plot point that you missed? Like what? I don't know. Anything. It could well, be that's anything. why you're my podcasting partner because oh, you'd God. pick it up. What if I wasn't paying attention? Like I don't to half this shit. <laughs> but who, like 45 minutes, he's talking out loud to God about Hanson, who's laying right in front of him. I know. I know. All right. Anyway, guys, all you need to know is Hanson gets out of bed. And he's like, I'm going to church. 
Fuck this. So then I'm Jonathan falls church. asleep, and then the bell wakes up Hanson, and Jonathan's like, God answered my prayer. God answered me. Mm-hmm. And right. I say, how long is this episode? <laughs> I know. It's really long, guys. I mean, we're fo- almost 40 minutes in. I'm not even done with the episode yet. No. No. Oh, God. Okay. I'm almost <laughs> done, though. Hang in there. We're almost there. <laughs> So the men, all right, so everybody's filing into church and everything looks good. And then, I don't know, somebody says we better go, oh, Doc Baker says I'm going to go sit with Hanson so that Garvey can come and be with this family. And they turn around and they see Garvey and Hanson walking into town. Hanson's walking with the little cane. Okay. Yep. Because he won't let, God forbid he let Garvey carry him, which Garvey could totally do. So the men want to help him and he says... I am not being carried into a church, motherfuckers. The day I die is the day you carry my body into the church. Fair. Okay. He makes it up to the top of the stairs, and then he announces that he's praying for forgiveness for not believing in God and in you, the people of Walnut Grove, and he says he's so proud of this town. Garvey starts crying. I need to talk about Garvey for a minute. Do I like him? I don't know. I can't answer that question for you. Like, I thought he was a big, huge baby and a dick. But now I'm thinking that he's he's pretty, like, emotionally... In, like, he's in touch with his emotions. Unlike Edwards. Yes. And maybe that's why he reacts. You know what I mean? He reacts emotionally to things a lot. That doesn't make it okay. Which is annoying. Right. But it's also, like, it shows that there's a soft, gooey center to him a little bit. I don't Can hate him just... as much as I did. You know what else I noticed when they were, like, when Lars was going through the through the crowd? <laughs> what? <laughs> through the crowd. The actress that plays Nellie, what's her name, Allison? Yeah. She's so good. That camera never catches Nellie out of character. Like, she always has, like, a, sa- like, even if you just yep. see a, her in a corner or something, she always yep. has, like, a sour puss on or, like, you know, like, <laughs> they never catch her, like, smiling or, yep. you know what I mean? Like, being no. normal. Like, Mm-mm. she's always in character. Uh, I thought that was character. really good. So they sing Joy to the World as they file into church. And then, at the end of the episode, we have a Laura voiceover. Which, which you tells, love, Laura voiceovers. I do, but I don't love this one. It okay, tells I'm, us, I... four months later, Han- Lars Hansen died quietly in his sleep. And he died happy because the, new, the town he knew... He knew the town he loved would carry on. This is dumb. This is an injustice. This is a travesty. Hanson deserved to die in this episode. Jenny. You know he died in real life right after this episode, or after they filmed this episode. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they, they should really have. They should have. Well, clearly, they might have planned to. They might have planned to do something else, but he died right after they filmed this episode. The actor. I just don't know why you needed him longer than this. Make him die at the end of this episode. Well, maybe they were going to have him recover and shit. But, like, that that didn't happen then. So, did the actor have a stroke in real life? No. I, well, I don't... I couldn't find anything that... Because I thought maybe that's what happened. But it, it didn't say that. And it said he died of a heart attack. So... When? Like, six months after this episode filmed. Something like that. It He died... The episode aired a couple days after he died. Oh, so he it was didn't alive say while it, they were filming it. 
Right, but like they, he wouldn't have filmed the next one, like the next episode. Why not? One. You said he died after it aired, so it went through post production. It aired. Let me read it. I made it sound. I might have it wrong. Hold on. Pause. Jane, go ahead. Read what you found. Okay, so it wasn't the intent of Landon to have Lars die in this episode. However, Carl had pulled Michael aside and talked to him about being ready to retire from the industry. He is ready to be done. Carl, after all, was 70 years old and wanted to focus on other things. As such, the episode was written with a much sadder ending. Then, eight days before the episode aired on TV, Carl Swenson had a heart attack and died while visiting relatives. So he so he was going to filmed ret- another episode. I guess so. But it sounds like he didn't want to. So that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So I just felt like, you know, they should have just had him die in this episode. But if if I understand if the actor didn't want to or whatever. Okay. I just think it's a travesty. He's one of our main characters. I know. I know. I feel like he could have gone out in a bigger way. Yeah, definitely. Like a Carl's Jr. way. Like lighten, like a, what is it called when they light the boat on fire and send somebody out to see a pirate funeral what is it a pyre the funeral pyre the is funeral the fire pyre. yeah they could have done something like that with carl's jr on the on the boat setting off fireworks you know something crazy okay yeah no okay all right jen um i don't really know if uh whose fault is this works with this episode I mean, yeah, it does. it's the yeah, whole it does. town's fault whose really, fault is this they really could have done this from the beginning so, whose fault is this? I have everyone's. I have the town. Yeah, it's yeah. like what? I feel like Charles is the pinnacle of who to blame. <laughs> like he was kind of the synthesis of it. But like, what? What? What was that whole thing? I have a. What theory. did they do? I want to posit a theory. Okay. I think Charles has been trying to do this for a while. Like this idea. He had an escape fantasy. Like, he just wanted to run away and try to rebuild his Well, we his know life that's again. true uh-huh. in real life. Like, we know the real Charles Ingalls yes. traveled all over the place. He had, like, the travel the, bug. The Wanderlust, yeah. Yep. And I think that maybe they're, they're going with that a little bit because this is, like, the tenth time he talked about leaving town. And he finally did it, and he saw that it sucked. And now he's going yeah, back Yeah, so maybe home. he'll stay the hell home. Yeah. Maybe. I just have what the fuck they could have done this months ago. Nothing. None of the conditions have changed except now they have to repair a dilapidating town. Right. Right. All right, Jenny. At the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on a theme or a lesson or some kind of moral that we took from either the original viewing of this, which we would have seen it in syndication, so it wasn't the actual original right. viewing, or something we caught on the rewatch, and we talk about like how that plays into how our generation has aged or you know how um it has manifested in gen x in some way we call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence gen x this is why jenny what is your why for this episode so mine's kind of crappy okay um i think this isn't i didn't have any particular feelings about this and i did remember it um i just felt like rewatching this like everything's so sappy it's so sappy, right? Like, it's written, it's all, like, all um, nostalgic and sappy. Oh, sure. And like every- yeah. And I'm like, maybe this is why we have so many murder shows now. <laughs> like, maybe people just got sick of, like, all this sappy stuff. And, like, they were just like, murder, murder, murder. Like, oh, yeah. our mom is like- on a steady diet of murder shows. 
it was like the family hour. Like everything they're was like family the happy goodness. Like family, they're just family, done with family. it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we our, our viewing tastes have definitely gotten darker. Like, even if I pick a comedy, like I was talking about Shrill last time, but I also just start watching Hacks, which is really good. Oh, I heard that's good. Yeah. Um, even our comedies are dark, and I'm okay with that. I mean, in a, in a way, like, you look at the Ingalls family, you're like, my life will never live up to that level of, what, of perceived happiness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would never want that life, but like... Right. But when you when you watch like somebody's serial killer life, you're like, things are not bad. Yeah, I'm doing okay. <laughs> my life's pretty good. I'm all right. Um, you know, we have a whole theory going in one of my groups that that's why we watch these trash shows like Love After Lockup and Ninety Day Fiance to feel better about your own choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what you do. All right, Jenny, I have. This is why you don't give in to your worst impulses and spend your Charles. winnings or any money that comes your way because. No. Nels won a shit ton of money, and Harriet blew so much of it shopping when they could have used that money to help prop up the town. Yes. Like, they really could have invested that. What did Harriet buy? A parasol. Like, why is that important? They could have invested it in their business. Yes. Like, and kept their business stocked and running for a year, probably. Yes. Or, you know, they could have done, like, this is... This is the hippie socialist in me. They could have done something like give all the farmers free seed. So then the farmers will have a crop and they'll be buying things and selling things. Yeah, well, and using they could store. have extended the credit through yes. the yes. store and, and carried that for a long time yes. if they needed to. Yeah. I mean, they just could have used that money for something way better. The only thing I could think of is maybe they're just, they're actually just filthy rich. Like maybe Harry just has a pile of money and it doesn't matter. I don't but feel I that don't way. But I get that sense because like, they, it's not like they have, they don't have servants or anything. No, and they had to you know auction I mean? off like they all their shit. Yeah, like I feel like they would have been able to keep that stuff if they were that rich. So like they're not rich enough that money doesn't matter at all. So therefore they should have been doing something reasonable with that money i agree yeah that was stupid harriet has a bunch of new outfits in this like like blown out town yeah so like (gasps) they should have started a saloon because a saloon brings people to and nels i think would love it i think nels would love to run a saloon a hundred percent harriet could be the and then edwards will come back harriet could be the barmaid we could lure the edwards back (laughs) everything would fall into place although charles But Charles would live two miles out of town, away from it. So it's Three okay. miles out of town. Three miles, so it's okay. That's plenty of space. Plenty yep. of space, Charles. Oh, my God. Maybe they... maybe go build a little corner bar out near there. Maybe the Gallanders. <laughs> farm. Maybe the Gallanders would come back and re-traumatize oh Carolyn. Oh and we God. have another okay. scene where Charles rescues her. Yeah, of course. Mm. All right, Jen. What's coming up next? Oh, Fagin is season. Is that about a pig? Are we doing Fagin? Yeah, we're doing Fagin. We have it down. Oh, okay. Laura. Oh, I know why. Laura Ingalls becomes jealous of the extra attention her father pays to the new family member, Albert. Hmm. Especially after the boy is given a new calf to raise for the county fair and asked to call Charles Paw. All right, guys. So that's coming at you soon. Um, if you haven't already, look for us on Facebook. Look for our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees. If you go to facebook.com slash why you will see the Mimi B group is posted, pinned at the top of the Facebook page. So go ahead and join that. 
Uh, follow us on Instagram. We post there sometimes. Twitter, never. Um, all right. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. Amy here. If you like what you hear and would like more content, please consider joining our subscription service, Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes. Plus, you can hear our entire back catalog of bonus content we've recorded so far. Some of the movies we've covered are Jaws 3D, which was absolutely terrible, Teen Wolf, which may have been worse, Dead Poet Society, the best movie ever, and Summer School. We're also covering some amazingly terrible after-school specials, like Stoned with Scott Baio and Which Mother is Mine, starring Mrs. Cunningham and Mary Ingalls. Brilliant. You can sign up for Patreon by going directly to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can download the Patreon app. Just search for Gen X This Is Why and subscribe. You can also visit our website at genxthisiswhy.com or visit the show notes where we have all of these links for you. As always, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.